This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton and the Boston Consulting Group. Managing commodity risk has emerged as a key issue in today's economy. Consider airlines, which have seen fuel costs rise sevenfold over the last few years, says Bob Tevelson, a partner and a managing director at BCG. In this interview, part of a series of podcasts on procurement, Tevelson says commodity risks are associated with price volatility and supply availability. More and more companies may wish to turn to hedging strategies to manage commodity risk, he says, but such strategies can pose risks themselves unless they are properly implemented. It's a pleasure to have you with us today, Bob. Thanks for joining us. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. Now, the issue we're going to discuss today is one that you've spent uh, considerable time thinking about, which is managing commodity risk. Um, How big a problem is commodity risk for, for most companies, and who's most at risk? Well, I think the commodity risk issue is significant and growing in importance uh, for many companies. And I think that if your you know, P&L is subject to variability based on what's being bought in commodity markets where you don't have a lot of control, uh, this is an important issue. You know, you're kind of at risk. Um, we think that um, anything above you know, 10% in terms of exposure of what you buy to uh, commodity markets uh, means you know, it's something to look at, something to invest at. Uh, and see where you know uh, where you sit at the moment and what improvements you might be able to uh, to pursue. And are there certain companies or certain industries that are more at risk than others? Yeah, I think the the uh, industries that are closer to uh, you know the raw material source are at, at greater and greater risk. So the automotive industry, you know, with steel and a lot of the plastics and materials that they they use are are clearly at risk. The airlines, with uh, their number one cost item in, in, in recent months being fuel, you know, clearly uh, have to understand the, the risk they're exposed to and what the implications are for their P&L and uh, how that impacts their strategy, uh, how they manage their loads, and, and, and the like. What types of risk can be addressed, and, and how do firms go about addressing them? Well, I think the main commodity uh, supply risks are associated with you know, price volatility, and one that I think will grow in importance, which is supply availability. Uh, with respect to price volatility, it's that many buyers uh, acquire commodities very much needed to uh, make their product or deliver their product, and they're not able to influence control that commodity directly because they are you know, a smaller player in a much larger market. On the supply availability issue, it's what are the risks um, to my ability to deliver for my customers based on the ability to acquire um, what I need, when I need it, in the right quantity and quality. And, uh, you know, that's always been an issue, but as companies have moved closer and closer to single and tighter uh, supplier relationships, uh, the degrees of freedom you have uh, when you have a failure in your supply chain really have, have shrunken uh, considerably over time. And then another issue um, that I think is on the horizon is uh, with supply chains extending, there are more points of failure in, in a normal system, and then you're finding a growing uh, constraint in terms of the available capacity uh, for getting materials from point A to point B. Years ago, the, the strike at Long Beach in terms of the uh, dock workers caused uh, major disruptions. So supply availability is not just being able to, to acquire it. Uh, what, what's needed is to be able to acquire it in the right time frame, quality, and, and, and the like. And in terms of managing commodity risk, what practices are leading edge? 
Well, I think in, in terms of the, uh, the supply risk, it's really understanding uh, your supply market at a very detailed level, uh, making sure your sourcing strategies reflect the risk that exists today, and considers what risks might arise in the future, whether they be natural disasters or changes in the supply market, whereby one of your core suppliers may be acquired by your competitor through vertical integration, for example. So I think on the supply risk, it's really understanding and building from the supply strategy a reasonable uh, supply base and, and set of sources, uh, meaning suppliers as well as locations, and then through that process defining where the points of failure would be and developing a plan uh, that allows you to escape uh, the hazards if, in fact, uh, you have one of those events, uh, you know, happen. And then, you know, from a, a price uh, volatility um, perspective, you know, it's really around, you know, trying to understand, you know, what uh, exposure, uh, what drives um, the prices of the commodities, and then coming up with a strategy, a specific strategy to address it. And what types of practices make you nervous? Well, I, I, what makes me most nervous is when companies uh, go ahead and get excited about hedging and, and not realizing fully what they're getting involved with. And hedging sounds very interesting, and if it's done without a lot of thought, it's really uh, gambling. Um, and what I like to see is companies pursue hedging strategies and insurance policy. So going into the market or arranging their supply uh, relationships in such a fashion whereby they add predictability, they add stability to um, their, their uh, input pricing so that they can manage uh, pricing in the marketplace and not be surprised uh, by sudden changes, you know, versus coming in and saying, I'm going to be able to hedge fuels and I'm going to be able to beat the market in terms of the direction of fuel uh, on a day-to-day or, or month-to-month basis. So it makes me most nervous uh, about um, people uh, approaching hedging is not thinking through the implications on the front end, not involving the right constituents in terms of stakeholders, uh, you know, for example, you know, hedging program really requires a cross-functional approach. It requires senior management attention and careful thought around the accounting uh, accounting requirements to make sure that uh, uh, no one gets into uh, any uh, questions with the SEC, especially sure. for publicly held companies. Sure. And uh, before we uh, began recording our conversation, Bob, you and I were talking informally about who actually devises and implements the hedging strategies. Uh, can you take just a minute or two to talk about that? Well, you know, in typical organizations, um, you know, there's a finance function that gets involved in, in currency hedges. Um, in more sophisticated best practice companies, you'll find that there's a commodity trading desk or operation. And what that operation is typically, uh, you know, procurement uh, type uh, folks or financial types who develop thorough understandings of the supply market and put together a recommended um, hedging strategy based on an assessment of the supply market, potential conditions, risk factors and what's anticipated going forward, but they just put together the, the facts um, and the options, and they typically meet with a cross-functional team, sometimes with marketing and sales, uh, because there are implications around the hedging strategy for how we set prices, but also senior management from an operations perspective and clearly from a finance perspective. And uh, those companies meet in those forums. They review what the, the, the commodity trading desk is uh, finding in the marketplace, what they think are options going forward, and then it's in that forum that they make their decision, and then it's carried out typically between the commodity desk and finance to make sure all the I's are, are dotted and the T's are crossed. Getting back to our general discussion, how does a firm know which kind of risk management techniques to apply? 
Well, in, in terms of the, the supply disruption risk, uh, I think it's a matter of understanding your core commodities and being able to understand what real risks exist versus perceived, and then for those deciding what the best strategy would be. So if we're concerned about a single plant, single supplier situation causing a problem, maybe you can dual source uh, in terms of location from one supplier, or maybe you need to introduce uh, a more proximate uh, supplier, even if it has to be done at a premium, so that if your more distant supply chain partner um, is not able to uh, deliver, you have uh, a backup plan. And what should a company do to increase the odds that it will be successful? Well, I think increasing the odds of success um, is having clear objectives, and uh, that's more so on the the pricing hedging end, which is you know understanding what it is we're trying to accomplish, what are the objectives of the program, what degree of risk we're willing to take on, and then basically investing appropriately in resources to ensure that we have a solid foundation of fact, um, we have a good uh, perspective on what may happen in the future. Obviously, more speculative, but the more informed it is, uh, the better the strategy um, and, and hopefully the better the result. And what changes do you foresee in commodity risk management uh, in the months and years to come? Well, I think companies are going to get more sophisticated as their P&Ls are exposed uh, every day to more and more uh, of you know, this volatile raw material input. Uh, costs. So I think companies are going to increase their sophistication. I think you'll see more companies uh, engaging in, in, in hedging. And I think one thing we haven't talked about I'd like to touch on is you know the types of hedges that you can get involved with. The most simple, of course, is a financial instrument in a liquid market where you can just basically buy the insurance in the marketplace. What's more interesting to me and, and, and somewhat trickier is when the, the, the liquid market doesn't exist. And then you look at how do I hedge my price through, for example, longer supply relationships. Uh, meaning contract duration, or two, looking at the potentially vertical integration. Uh, am I best suited uh, to buy the raw materials to assure supply and manage the price? And you're seeing a lot of consolidation in the, uh, in the steel market at the moment and also a lot of concentration in the raw materials in terms of ore and coke going into the industry. And I think that's a very, very interesting dynamic. And then finally, another thing that companies are doing are trying to identify things that are correlated in terms of performance uh, you know, a proxy hedge, if you will, hedging uh, one item uh, because it's correlated to another. And those get to be tricky because there are a lot of accounting issues, but uh, I think the uh, non-financial instrument hedging strategies are the most interesting because uh, they're pretty uh, strategic and, do you think and, and require creativity. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but um, do you think that these, that the hedging strategies that you've just discussed um, briefly, will they continue to be important more so um, in years to come? I, I think they'll increase in importance. I think what we're seeing in the commodity markets right now are exposure or exposing companies to what uh, the marketplace has been doing in, in, a, in maybe a, a smaller a subset. And I think the impacts in terms of the growth uh, of prices and the volatility up and down is getting people to think more and more about what needs to be done. So I would suggest that uh, commodity hedging strategies are growing in importance, and you'll see more and more people uh, pursuing them and I think what will be interesting is to see what the evolution is on the more creative side um, and how industry, industries may restructure based on commodity risk management and how people will come up with innovative ways to work with their suppliers to uh, offset that to a degree. And Bob, finally, do you have any, do you have any views on where uh, commodity risks are heading? And what I mean by that is uh, the, we know that the price of oil has been soaring in recent months, 
um, for instance, which is a, a key commodity to, to everyone, uh, every business, every industry in the world. Are there other sectors where you see risks increasing in terms of supplier price uh, that, that organizations should be aware of? Well, I think, uh, you know, uh, oil is a great example, uh, precious metals uh, with uh, gold where it is at the moment, some people predicting $1,000 an ounce. Uh, I think it's at 823 plus uh, this morning. So I think, you know, it's a broad range of commodities which will be exposed to this. I think part of it is the dynamics of the world economy, India and uh, China, pulling a lot more of the natural resources uh, in terms of demand. Uh, Their economies are growing at a rapid rate and their consumption of basic uh, commodities uh, is growing. And I think it's that uh, kind of draw uh, and growth that will continue to increase pressure and continue to get companies thinking differently about commodity and commodity risk management. And from what you're saying, it sounds like no company is immune from these risks, that pretty much it's going to affect um, everyone who's, uh, who's doing business. Yeah, I think it will affect companies, uh, some more so than others. And I use the airline industry. I was talking to a uh, senior executive in procurement just yesterday from one of the, the major uh, players in, in the U.S. And uh, fuel this year has eclipsed labor as the number one cost element in their business and uh, has increased sevenfold uh, over the last few years. And that's just a phenomenal growth rate. And I, I just think it's absolutely critical that companies uh, get atop of it. And I think it will just, again, increase in importance. Well, thanks very much, Bob. We've been talking with Bob Tevelson of the Boston Consulting Group about managing commodity risk. Bob, thanks once again for spending time with Knowledge at Wharton. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Part 7 of our series on procurement. In the next segment, Wharton Professor of Operations and Information Management, Sergei Netasin, will discuss the emergence of performance-based contracting. For more information about the Boston Consulting Group, visit bcg.com. For business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.